The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's staff has been generously sponsored By Mr. Harry Ajmi In honor of uh, the premier caterer Our dear friend Mr. Uri Nidan we want to congratulate Uri on the birth of a baby girl. May he see much nahat from all his children. Elohim Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Abraham ben Esther. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Gimal Amud Bet. And just to review where we're holding uh, in the sugya. We're in the sugya of uh, Yadot, the handles, uh, we're discussing over here the handles of, let's say, uh, <coughs> Shibolet, uh, a stalk of wheat that has like a little handle under it where you hold it, where you grasp it by it. So we have a machloket over here between Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Rav Menashya Bargadda. So Rabbi Abba held that the handles of these uh, wheat can become mekabel tum'ah uh, because they're serving the food. Now even when you use it for skach, uh, still you want the uh, handles to serve the food, so to speak, because you want the wheat to weigh down the hay on the sukkah, and therefore so long as it's serving the ochel, it's also metameh, who has the ability to metameh like the ochel, it's mekabel tum'ah. So therefore, uh, we said, according to Rabbi Abba, he's following the tana called Aharim, if you were a blaita, and Aharim's opinion was that when you use schach from these items, you need rov schach, kasher, against the ochel, and against the yadaim as well. Because mm-hmm. since the yadaim are mekabel tum'ah, so you have to mekabel, you have to mevatel, I should say, them. That's, we found the shita, Rabbi Abbas going like Ahirim. On the other hand, Rabbi Nashia ben Gadda. Rabbi Nashia ben Gadda held that the yadaim of the uh, shibolet, of these wheat, are not mekabel tum'ah. And therefore, um, when you put them uh, for skach, the yadayim also will be kasher for skach as well. Because they're not mekabel tum'ah. Because then you want it for skach. You don't care too much for the food part of it. Because the food, about the food is the, the wheat is not good for skach. It's mekabel tum'ah food. So therefore the yadayim are not mekabel tum'ah. And therefore he says, it's not a problem. So, the way that Minashiach bin Gadda explained the Braita. Right, we had a machloket 
whether the Yadayim HaMekabel Tum'ah or not. So the way he explains the brightness is that case was talking about where you originally picked them out of the field for food purposes. So when you pick it for food purposes, and then you changed your mind to use it for schach. Now let's speak that out. Tarekama is going to say that what? Once you changed your mind, it's okay. Even though when you picked it out of the field, it's for ochel purpose, therefore the yadayim are yadayim, and therefore they should be bekabel tumah. But your machshava can change that. Once you kavanah now is for schach, so now it becomes... Uh, yadayim that are not mekabel tumah because you don't need the ochel anymore because once you're using it for schach the ochel becomes insignificant on the contrary the ochel is bad for schach so therefore the banana hold that when you change your mind that can change the status of the yadayim whereas ahirim say no <laughs> if you started off for ochel and then you change your mind to schach machshava cannot change the uh, change the status once the yadayim go down to be mekabel tumah it remains that way but Rabbi Nashiach ben Gadas says, if you picked it lechatayla fischach, then everybody would agree that the yadayim are not mekabel tumah. The only reason why you have a machloket is because you had a switch in kavana. So to that, the Gemara begins, and the Gemara says, "I kotsetzan laachila." We're four lines from the bottom. If the case is talking about where you kotzetz it for achila and then you change your mind for schach, my ta'amayu derabanan. What's the reason why the rabbis come along and say that it's not mekabel tumah? If you if you kotzetz it for achila, it's serving the achila. You hold it by the handle to hold the food. Therefore, how can the rabbis of that bracha say it's not mekabel tumah? V'chi tema kasabi derabanan. And if you want to tell me that since you changed your mind, and now your kabbanah is for schach, so they batla machshavato, his original kabbanah is mevutal, his original kabbanah is negated. Meaning, once already you picked it for ochel purposes, can a secondary machshavah undo? The original mashal, does, does that work? Well, Ba'atanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Kol ha-kelim yurdin lide tum'ah All kelim, vessels, are able to become susceptible to receive tum'ah just by mashabah. For example, uh, a craftsman was working with some leather, let's say, and he got to a certain point in the leather, and he, in his mind he said, you know what? We're going to use this as a, uh, as a table, as a table mat, right? At that point over there, the machshava makes it a keli, and therefore it's become a tum'ah, susceptible to tum'ah. Now, uh, subsequently, if he changes his mind, he says, you know what? I don't want to use it for, let's say, a, a table. I want to use it, I make uh, shoes, let's say. Now, to make shoes, the process continues. So therefore, it's not a keli yet, like I made the shoes. But since his machshava originally was for the table, and already it reached that stage, in order to undo that machshava, you need a maaseh. Which means you have to take out your uh, utensils and start cutting it up, in order to now make it not a keli, to be mekabel tumah. So while a machshava can be undone through a maaseh, but a machshava cannot be undone by another machshava. So let's read that inside. Kola kelim yurdim lideh tumah b'machshava. 
then only mitumatan ila bishunri ma'aseh. But once it receives the status of susceptibility to tum'ah, it can only come out of its status through a shinri ma'aseh, through an action. Like in the case of the shoes, what I'm telling you, you make, want to make it ritsu'ot, straps. Once already you designated in your mind for a table, a leather sheet, whatever, so therefore now you have to take your tool out and start to cut it, and then it'll, it'll, uh, it'll be considered not mekabel tum'ah. To that the Gemara says... Now we're going to follow the Hagahota uh, Bachs over here. Okay, Bishinui Maase Sheha Maase Mevatel Miyad Maase Umiyad Mahshava Umahshava Enum Mevatel It not Miyad Maase A Mahshava I'm sorry, a Maase Not only can undo a Maase A Mahshava But it can also do, undo a Maase which means, even if let's say, the guy did an action to make it a keli, so what? It went down through a ma'aseh, it can also be removed through a ma'aseh. Certainly a ma'aseh can mevatel a ma'ashava, but a ma'ashava cannot be mevatel a ma'aseh, nor can a ma'ashava mevatel another ma'ashava. So therefore, uh, the question is, uh, then how could you tell me by the case of the yadayim? That what? You picked it out of the field for eating purposes, right? Not because part of my serving the food. Then you changed your mind, you said I'm using a faskach. Rabbanan said, oh, you changed your mind, you mahshava, okay, now it's not mekabel tumah. Hey, by kelim it doesn't work that way. The mahshava cannot be vatel, the mahshava. So to that the Gemara says, Vechi teman, hani mile kelim dehashive, Maybe kelim that are hashuv. What makes them hashuv? Kelim themselves are mekabel tumah from themselves. Therefore, maybe a machshava cannot undo a machshava. Aval yadot v'litzorich achilaninu. But yadot are less because yadot they themselves are not really mekabel tumah from themselves. They're only mekabel tumah because they're serving the food. So therefore, be machshava naaseh, machshava salka. So maybe I could argue and say they went down with Tumah with a Mahshavah. Maybe they can come up also with a Mahshavah, which means the Gemara is trying to make a Chiluk. Maybe Kelim a Mahshavah cannot undo a Mahshavah, because Kelim is Mahmir in the sense that the Kelim itself becomes Tamir from itself. Mashiach and Yadaim only becomes Tamir as a result of serving the food, so it could be it goes down the Mahshavah and can come up with Mahshavah. The Gemara but that can't be. Vatenan, because we have a Mishnah. Kol Yadot HaOchlin. All yadot, all these handles of the food, shebesasan begoren, that you were boses otam, shebesasan. The Gemara is going to give two interpretations of what this word besasan means. The first interpretation is going to be that you trampled them, you stepped on them. Uh, like the Pasuk says, Vihu yavus sarenu vekamenu, which means to, to trample, to step on them, to break them. Okay? So let's read it like that. Kol yadot ha'ochim. Yad yadot ha'ochim, which means you had a bunch of uh, stalks of wheat. They have those yadayim coming out of them. Shibbisasam begorin. You let the animals go in and they trampled on them and they broke all the um, mm-hmm. handles. Teorot. Okay? So now uh, they have the status of tahara. Nashi. Teorot. De gali da'te. Because at that point he reveals... That he doesn't want the yadayim. 
v'tiaromu lekabel tum'a now you prepare them not to be susceptible to tum'a hayadot ha'ele od v'lo eviya tum'a ala ochel ad shiyagiya tum'a be'ochel atzmo which means now once you step on them what are you showing? you're not interested in them otherwise why would you step on them? why would you destroy them? and therefore at that point once you step on them and break them spesasan so now the food can only become tamer if the tum'ah touches the food itself. It's not going to become tamer from the yadayim. Because you showed by stepping on them and breaking them, you're not interested in them. Good? Mm-hmm. The Gebara says, mm-hmm. According to the opinion that explains the word besasan, hitir agudan, that's the second interpretation. Hitir agudan means they were in, let's say, uh, ties. All the wheat stalks were in uh, bundles, let's say. And when it means besasa, means you just untied. You untied the bundles. Shapir. It's good. What's good? Let's read that sheet. Bishlama leman damar hai besasan hainu shetir agdan shil omarim. Okay, untied the, uh, the tie around the stalks. Lashon mitboseset bedamayich. Mitboseset rolling. Mitgolelet. Kilomar kevan shetir agdan. Once you loosen or untie the uh, bundles, what happens to them? Hashibolim mitgolelin begoren. They start rolling around. So that's besasan. You cause them to roll. Lefishe nochin litpazer. Right, now they become all scattered. Okay? Now, Shapir, look at the next Rashi. Lo kashyalach. It's not a question why. The alibe, because according to that opinion that explains besasan, like we just said, untying, matzit lememar, de kaimi rabbanan kebate. The rabbis can follow that opinion. In what sense? Kevan shetid agdan. Once you untie them, now you didn't do anything to the actual yadaim themselves. You just untie the bundles, right? De lo avi ila at best, all you did over there was a machshava. What did you machshava? What was the machshava? The gali dante de no li de lo ni ale biyadot shelayin sheena yadot leuyot shibulim elakedel leogdan bahem vamuchachte no baile ogdan. What's the purpose of the yadayim? One of the purpose of the handles is so you can pick them up in order to make bundles. So therefore, when you show that you undid the bundles, so you're showing a machshava that what? I'm not interested in making bundles, but mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the yadayim. Now therefore, it's a machshava. Meaning, when you bundle them, there was a machshava to show it to Hashub, and the untying them is also a machshava. Now you'll argue it's a ma'aseh. It's not a ma'aseh, because it's not a ma'aseh in the actual wheat itself. It's a peripheral uh, item that you're untying the bundles. So if you say, Bissasan is untying bundles, very good, Rabbanan, you found a, a source that a machshava could undo a machshava. Good? Mm-hmm. Again, because the purpose of these handles is what? So you can pick them up to make bundles. So you, so you can get a grip on them. Once you're showing that you're not interested in making bundles anymore, how did you show that? You untied the bundles. Now it's scattering all over the place. So therefore what? The, the right to said clear that the yadayim are not mekabel. Tomas, you see a machshava can undo a machshava. No, as I explained to you, it's not a ma'aseh in the actual weed itself. It's a ma'aseh in undoing bundles. That's considered a mahshavat, showing your gilui that you're not interested in the yadayim anymore. Yeah? 
תראת כמרוס אלו למען דאמר, מי בססן, בססן ממש, ברקורים תמיד פנים, that says, no, בססן means you actually break them, you step on them and you break them, you crush them, רשי says, שדשן לידות ברגלי בהמה, right, you let the animals go and thresh them, או במקבת, או with a hammer, that you hammer them, כמו בשמך נבוס כמנו, רשי קורא את הפסוק, והאגדיק המעשר הבא, that is, no one can argue this is a maaseh, because you're actually breaking the handles themselves. The amar which means the only reason why the adam become tahor in this case is because you actually broke them. You did a maaseh, implying only because the maaseh was done. But what if a machshava was done? It would not be enough to make them tahor. So therefore, ma'ikalimimar. Uh, what are you going to say? Means from this bright, that's much. But is needed to make it tahor. Not enough in machshava. Kabbalah says no. Ah, mamash. You know what the case over there? In the case of the uh, the wheat that you picked it at. The case of the bright of the rabbanan on the last amud. When you pick the wheat from the field, you pick the tzorech achila. At that point, the Adaim amikabel tum'ah. Then you change your mind for sukkah, for schach. So the Gebarah says, but what do you mean you change your mind? You actually basasan. You actually crushed them. So actually you did a ma'aseh. Oh, they did a ma'aseh. That's no question. Then of course it's not going to become mikabel tum'ah. Iyacheh maitamayu da'ahirim. Hold it. Now we have a question on da'ahirim. If you actually did a ma'aseh and you broke the handles... So, how could Ahirim say they're still Mikabel? Tumah! Says the Amur Kerabi Yoseh. Because Ahirim are following the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh. What's Rabbi Yoseh? Detnam. Rabbi Yoseh Metameh. Rabbi Yoseh is Metameh. Now, what is this uh, case? Which means, in the case of Besasan, that we just learned. Right? We have uh, these. Uh, Stalks that have the adaim on them. So we said, if you break them, ta'or. Rabbi Yosef says, no. Even breaking them, it's not enough. They're still going to be tamir. So Ahirin subscribes to that opinion and says, what? Even if you break them, it's still not enough. So the Kibbutz says, haimai. What exactly is the uh, analogy between the two cases? Rashi, haimai. We're talking about where the wheat stalks are in the granary. Even though you crush them, it's still functional. Why? The Gemara is going to explain. Even in the granary, you crush the yadaim, you stepped on them, and all that stuff. Doesn't matter. It's still mekabel tumah, because since they're still there. It's much easier to use the pitchfork, the atar, when you want to make bundles. Because the pitchfork obviously has holes you know, between the prongs. Mm-hmm. Now, you want it to be thick in order that you can like, take a, a bale of, uh, of uh, wheat. 
But the wheat itself are going to fall through the cracks. So therefore, in the granary, the Biyosei will tell you, even if you stepped on them and you crushed them, you're still happy that they're there. Why? Because they're still serving the Ochel. How? In the sense that when I want to use my pitchfork, it'll help me. However, But here, by the case of Sukkah, what is its purpose? Which means, I picked for Ochel. Right? Then what? I changed my mind. Basasan. I want to use it for sukkah now. Once basasan, once you broke it, you're not using a pitchfork over here. So why does it be me? Why does Ahirim say, still to make What's the purpose of broken uh, yadayim uh, by sukkah? Kebara says, no. Hazya satar. It still has a function when you're going to dismantle the sukkah. Liminkat lehu which means that she says Begilayu Bekashinchlem Yohazimin Etnu Roshu Shibudim Ambaim. Which means when you're going to take off the schach, it's much easier to take schach off when there's yadayim there. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the case over here of Rabbi Meir is Wahirim of the Brayta. You picked it for Ochel. You changed your mind for Achila. Uh, I'm sorry for schach. How did you change your mind? Basasan. You actually crushed them. You actually uh, stepped on them. Oh, so if you stepped on them, why is it still Mechabel Tumah? Because it's still functional. Oh, well, I understand why they're functional in the granary, because I can use a pitchfork now. They make a big, make a nice uh, bale. But uh, on the schach, what's the function? You're right. On the schach per se, no, but when the schach is over and you want to take the schach off, the handles come in handy. <laughs> Comes the Gemara and continues. Gufa. Okay, Gufa, we learned above that this is a very interesting Gufa because it's introducing a Mishnah. Now normally we do not see a Gufa on a Mishnah, usually it's on an Amoraic statement, that she is bothered with this, and he says he heard from his rabbi that since this Mishnah is in Masechet Taharot, and very good, since there's no Gemara in Masechet Taharot, so therefore we don't have an explanation on these Mishnayot, so you can use the word Gufa. Gufa usually takes the statement and opens it up and analyzes it. So therefore this statement is a closed statement, being that there's no Gemara in Masechet Taharot. Okay? <coughs> Gufa. Kol yadot ha'okhtim shepesasan begorin teorot. Right, the Mishnah says, if you mibasis otam, two explanations, either untied the bundles or broke them, Tanakama says what? Teorot. Rabbi Yoseh metameh. My besasan. And the Gemara says, what is besasan? Rabbi Yohanan Amad besasan mamash actually broke them. Rabbi Elazar Omer hetir agdan. You just took out the ties. I understand contrapin of Rabbi Azad that says it's a tir agdan that you untie the uh, bundles. Hainu demitame Rabbi Yose. That's why Rabbi Yose is metame. Why? That's she. Third third wide line. Mishumaka metame Rabbi Yose. The kasabar maasiz zuta lo bata torat yadot minayu, which means. Just uh, bottom line, these items are mekabel tumadi shadai. You want to undo it, just untying the bundles. That's a minuscule action to undo. Undo. So that we understand the biyoseh by uh, his logic. Why it's still tameh after you untied. However, ella the biyohananda bar basasam mamash amai metameh the biyoseh. Oh, but if you're saying it's basasam mamash, we actually broke them. Which means you did a, a great ma'aseh. Why should he say the yadayim still are able to be mekabel 
Tum'ah, Amar Ebi Shomim Nakish, like we just said before, because they could still function now, it becomes usable, to use a pitchfork, what do you mean? When you don't have these uh, handles over there, the wheat just falls right through the prongs. However, when you have the, uh, the yadayim, so therefore it becomes thicker, let's say, and therefore you can use the pitchfork, and therefore there is a value to it, therefore the yadayim is still going to be mekabel, to amar bin azar. Once we mention the pitchfork, the Gebra gives a derasha. Lama nimshelat tefilatam shesadikim ke'atar. Why are the tefilot of the tzadikim compared to a atar, a pitchfork? Now where do we see it's compared to a pitchfork? Because by Yitzhak Abinu, it says, Vayi'atar Yitzhak menocha ishto ki akarahi. Vayi'atar. Right? This is Vayi'atar lo. So therefore, Vayi'atar is lashon tefilah. But it means a pitchfork. Why would the usage of a tefillah be referred to as a pitchfork? Just like the pitchfork is used in order to move the wheat in the granary from place to place. Which is so too, tefillah is like a pitchfork. It moves God's midat adin, we'll call it, to midat it also turns, just like the pitchfork turns the wheat from place to place, so tefillah also turns God, Midat al-Hamim, Midat al-Din, into Midat al-Hamim. Let's just read the Rashi. Uh, Rashi just says, Lama nimshila, agav de'amaro il v'reuyot nafeq ba'atar. Once already we mentioned the word atar, which incidentally Rashi does say on the first wide line, ba'atar al-yidayya dot atar furka. That's a pitchfork. In any event, he says, Okay, now we go to the next Mishnah. Now we discuss subjects regarding the skach. Mishnah says, Mesachechin bin Sarin, Devre Rabbi Yehuda. The Rabbi Meir Osir. Regarding using planks of wood, that's Nisarim, for skach. So we have a famous mahluk in between Rabbi uh, Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda says it's okay to use planks, where Rabbi Meir is Osir. And the Gemara will explain to us the size of these planks. And we'll also discuss with us why. Why should it be a suit to use wooden planks? I mean, it, it, it's got Gidolomina Aris, and it's not a. Kelly, right? We're talking about just flat wooden planks, so it's therefore it's not mekabel tumah. So seemingly it should be okay. So we have to see the logic why it should be as to use wooden planks. The Mishnah continues. Natan You placed a plank of wood that's four tefahim wide. Keshira, your sukkah is still kosher. But you can't sleep under that. Section. The Gemara will explain to us whose opinion is this going like. Is it going like Rabbi Yehuda or is it going like Rabbi Meir? What exactly does the statement, uh, who does it follow? Let's just read Rashi. She gives us the Klawi. A plank. That's four tefahim wide is considered schach pasul. Kedamar begemara lerav aliba derebi meir v'lishmuel devrakol. We're going to see a machlok in the Nam and Shmuel. Bottom line, according to Shmuel, everybody's going to hold four is asur schach pasul, and according to Rav, 
only to be Meir is going to say four is Tzach Pasul. But the point is, the Sukkah Keshera, how did the Sukkah be Keshera? I mean, she's the Mishnah saying uh, like, like uh, uh, a Stira. The Sukkah is called Shuba, you can't sit under it. Well, what's the case? It says, Ugod Yadeh Itzla Dofen. It's talking about where you put the Tzach Pasul next to the wall. Put it at the edge. What are you gaining here? The Tzach Pasul Eno Posel Minatzad so that she tells us when is Shach Pasul ruining your sukkah? That's only when it's in the middle. Shach Pasul in the middle of the Shach, more than four amot away from the wall, can posel your sukkah. However, here we're talking where the Shach Pasul is within four amot of the wall. Now we learned already a principle called Dofen Akuma that we consider now the wall extends and curves. Now that Shach Pasul turns into wall. And therefore, the schach that's next to it is really flush now to a wall. And therefore, as she says, when we say that the sukkah is keshera, it's within four amot of the wall using dofen akuma, but you can't sit under it because now it's not schach anymore. Now it's considered wall. Okay? And that's the way. But if it's in the middle of the sukkah, as she's telling you, the schach pasur, it breaks the sukkah up in the middle. Amar Rav. So Rav is going to give us his definition of the machlok between the bimi'ir and the Biuda. Mahloket ben Isarim Shiesh ben Arba'a. The Mahloket is only by planks that are four tefahim. The Rabbi Meir eat le Gezerat Tikra, but the Biuda let le Gezerat Tikra. What is Gezerat Tikra? The Bimir holds that since normally in a house a person's roof has planks that are four tefahim wide. And therefore, if we allow you to use for your schach, Planks of four tefahim, a guy might come and end up sitting in his house. So he makes a gizrat tikra, he can't sit in your house on Sukkot, it's got to be a sukkah. So therefore, the plank's too wide for him, gizrat tikra. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't make this gizrat. He says, I agree, maybe they use that in the house, but I don't make a gizrat. Aval bin Isarim she'en ben but less than four. Devreakol keshera. Everybody would say keshera, which is even in a bimeir, that's Osir Nisarim was not Osir by Nisarim that are less than four. Okay, let's read Rashi. Machloket ben Nisarim sheesh ben arba'a sherov tikrot habayit asuyot men. Because the majority of roofs are made by wide planks of four. Rabbi Meir de Pasil ite gezerat tikra. Im makshalet behu atel lememar mali lesakech be'elu mali lesheb ta'at korot beti. Guys, let's say, what's the difference sitting in my sukkah? What's the difference sitting in my house? Afi benesarim mekorah. It also has nesarim. Vahu vaday pasul. Why? Why sitting in the house is pasul? The sukkah amar achmana velo beto shel kol yemot hashana. The place you got to sit in the sukkah, not in your house that you sit all year long. Okay, aval benesarim sheim beim dalid sheim rov teklot asiot men because the majority of rules are not made like that. The vnei akol kishlat de lo dami le teknal de lezor behu. Okay, that's the way Rav explains. Comes the Gemara says, "Shmuel Amar b'sheim bein arba machloket." He says, "The machloket is davka b'sheim bein arba, less than four. Aval yesh bein arba de vnei akol pesula." So therefore, he defines the Mahlokit. Four? That's a house. Everybody's gozer gezerat tikna. The Hadush of here is that Abimeir is said even less than four. Why? So that she says to us, 
ושאין בין ארבעה מחלוקת, והאם מכשיר רבי יהודה משום דאין רוב תקרות עשויות מהם, לא גזין אבו. Since the majority of roofs are not made with less than four planks, he doesn't make a gezרה, ונבי מאיר חייש למיעוט. רבי מאיר is consistent to שיטה, he always suspects to the minority. שיש מיעוט תעשית תקרה מהם. And since the minority of people still use a tikla, a nesir that is less than four, so the Bimi is going to say, so comes out, let's just speak out here. Comes out, we have extremes here. According to the way Shemuel understands the Mahloket, the Bimi is osir everything. The Bimi is osir nesarim, more than dalit, as well as nesarim, less than dalit. Okay, so that's a, an extreme, the Bimi is very mahmir. According to Rav, the way he understands the Mahloket, the Biyudah is matir everything. Rabbi Yudah is matir, not only nisarim less than four, but even nisarim more than four. Okay, so in, the, in Rav, Rabbi Yudah is mekel on everything, and in Shemuel, Rabbi Meir is osir everything. Just a way to remember the parameters of the Mahlokim. So the Gemara says, en ba'en arba'ah. Oh, so you're telling me less than four is a problem according to Rabbi Meir. Right? Rabbi Meir is osir everything. Afilu parot mishlosha. What you're going to tell me? Even less than three. Which how much less than four? You're going to tell me even a little uh, a plank of wood? Ha kani ba'almaninu. What are you talking? That just reads. Which means, but what are you going to use for schachten? If you tell me less than four, I understand. Gezrat tikra. You tell me less than four. Well, they also use uh, for uh, roofs. But well, what's the parameters? You tell me even less than three. Plus the three is a regular read. You tell me that's a pasul. What's the what's the what's the level? That she says v'imken b'mayim nechshar. What are you gonna machshir a sukkah with? Amar apapa achi kamar yesh pein arbaa devreakol pesula pachot mishtosha devreakol keshera mai tama kanim baal maninu ki pelige. So the Mahlokan is between three and four. This is Kodesh Muel, which means above four, everybody's going to say Asur. Four or more Asur. Less than three, everybody's going to say Mutar. Where's the Mahlokan? Between three and four. More Sabar. Keban delit nehu. Shi'ur makom lo gazlina. Now the Gemara gives a new reason here. Rabbi Yudah says, since less than four is not considered a shiur hashu for a makom. For example, in Masechet Shabbat we learned, Rishut Yahid, four tefahim, Kalmelit, four tefahim. And therefore, to become a makom hashu, it's kind of a shiur of four. And therefore, a nesir uh, that is less than four is not considered a significant size to break a sukkah, to make a sukkah pesuah. That would be the logic of Rabbi Yehuda. Why less than four is going to be okay? Again, we're in Shemuel. Four and above, everybody says Zasur. We're discussing that three and four. So uh, Rabbi Yehuda will argue and say, it's not a makom hashuv. It doesn't take up a significant shiur. Rashi, shiur makom te'en reshut pefachot ma'arba'a. Lo gazlinan. Mishum tikra. You're not going to make a tikra from these small woods. Umor sabar. However, Rabbi Meir holds. 
כיוונד נפקלה ומתורת לבוד גזרינן which means we know the principle of לבוד meaning if you have let's say air space of let's say less than three tefahim so then everybody consider extends and goes to the end of the uh, wall for example right or goes up or goes down however you're learning לבוד but the point is once already you're more than three you're already out of the uh, zone where you would be able to say lavud by airspace. So that she says, what does this mean? Three lines from the bottom. Kevandin of Kemetorat lavud, she'ima ya'avir. If it was airspace, it's not airspace here, it's a plank. Bimkom, bimakom yachad, bimlomatsid man lavud, so hashib liyot domot letikra begazlina. And therefore this looks like tikra, which means it's, 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 it's out of the Torah of lavud. So if it has a hashibut to it, so to speak. And therefore, that's the logic of Rabbi Meir. So therefore we defined the machloket according to Shemuel, four devreya kol pasul, less than three, everyone says kasher, Three and four already have your machloket. Okay? Okay, it should be noted that originally we learned the machloket, or she learned the machloket, that what? Rabbi Meir was osir because he was hoshesh to mi'ut. That since some houses do use planks less than four, mm. now we're not saying that. Now we're coming on to a new reason. Now we're saying that the logic is because it's it's considered a hashuv uh, the the shiur because it's more than the shiur of lavud. So the uh, the maharam uh, discusses this uh, issue over here. Uh, that once the papa brought the logic between three and four, it's, it's, it's a different machloket, which means it's a different different dynamics. Which is that, that, that first answer was always only going according to the first understanding. But once we give this understanding, Gemara is giving a new uh, approach to how to understand. That should just be noted. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. <coughs> Tanan. Yeah, we're one, two, three, four, five, six lines on the bottom. Last uh, word on the line. Tanan. נתן עליה נסר שהוא רחב ארבעה תפחים כשירה You put a plank It's four תפחים on the סוכה סוכה סתום כשירה ובלבד שלא יישן תחתיו Okay, so long as you don't sleep under it Now, that she says כסל כתתק דברי הקולי We're thinking at this point that that last statement is going to everybody. Again, like she points out, where you put it on the tzad, on the side of the sukkah. Okay, everybody will tell you if you put it on the side, you get your tofer akuma working, it'll be kasher. Gemara says, I understand why you can't sleep under it. Because according to Shemuel, everybody holds, once it's four, it's considered schach pasul. So even if you got your dofer akuma working, bottom line it's schach pasul, you cannot sit under it. Because according to Shemuel, the last statement makes sense according to everybody. According to the opinion that says that the Mahlokin is Bishyesh Bahin Arba'ah, 
Meaning the Bi Yehuda is Mekel even by Ischach, that is the Nesir of Arba'ah. So the Bi Yehuda, my Lo Yishan Tachtav. So why can you sleep under it? He holds you can make your whole sukkah out of Nisarim. Forget about only one plank. You can actually make uh, t- 20 planks of Nisarim. That's Ischach Kasher. So why would the Mishnah say that you can't sleep under it? Mi Savat Vreakoli Sefat under the Bimir. What did you think? You, you thought that the, the last part of the Mishnah is going to go to everybody? The last part of it is only going according to Rabbi Meir. Which means, according to Rav, he'll have to tell you that that which the end of the Mishnah said, that if you have a Nesa that's four to Fahim and you can't sleep on it, under it, that's Rabbi Meir. Why? Because he also, Nesa is uh, Pasul, Schach Pasul. So very good. So there's two ways of learning that last line of the Mishnah. If you're going according to Shemuel, you can say the last part of the Mishnah is going in the Devrei Hakol. That what? Because Shemuel holds that everybody holds that four is Pasul. And that's why you can't. Sleep on it. Sleep under it. According to Rav, however, according to the Yehuda, it's kasher. So you have to say it's only going according to the Meir. That what? It's, it's four. It's pasul. If we can't sleep under it, comes the Gemara and continues. Hashema, come and hear a case. Now, you'll have a picture in some of your art scrolls. Right next to the uh, Gemara, just to see the case we're talking about. The case is Shne Sadinim. Okay, you have two Sadinim, we'll call them uh, sheets. Okay, right in the Hebrew Oscar, you have it, you have it in your Ma'od as well. Shne Sadinim. They're running across Aschach. Each one of them is two Tifahim each. One cloth is two tefachim. Right next to it is another cloth running across Yisrach. Two tefachim. So the the brayta says shnei sadinim mitztarfin. They're able to become joined. Look at the bottom rashi. La arbaat tefachim lefsol besukah mishum schach pasul. She sichek bedvar mekabel tumah vesichak pasul beemsa posel barbaa. Okay, get the rules. Schach pasul the middle of the sukah is pasul barbaa. So the Mishnah's Tabarita is telling you, when you have two cloths running across, they're two tefahim each, combine them together, now you have four tefahim in the middle of your sukkah, the sukkah becomes pasul. However, Shnei Nesarin, same picture, that's number 74 in the Hamaor, Shnei Nesarin and Mistarfin. If you have two planks, same case. Two tefahim each plank, they are not mistarif. Rashi lefosla. Da'afilu kula misuchechet ba'em kishera v'rabi yudai. Because this opinion is going like rabi yudai. Even if the whole sukkah had these uh, planks, according to rabi yudai, it's going to be kasher. So now the Gemara continues. This is rabi yudai's opinion. Why won't my only rabi yudai? Continue to be Meir Omer Af Nesarim Kesadirim. The Bimir says Nesarim Sadirim. It's all the same thing. That what? It's Mistaref, and therefore, just like Sadirim are Mistaref to possess the Sukkah, so to Nesarim are Mistaref in order to possess the Sukkah. That's the bright. Now we're going to analyze it in lieu of the Machloket between Rab and Shemuel. So the Gemara says. Less than four is the Mahloket. Yes, Ben Arbaad, the Vrakol Pesula. But if it's four, 
it's pesula. So my mistarfin, mistarfin arba'ah. So the issue of is when we say it's mistaref, not mistaref, to the magic number. The magic number is what? Four. Once you get to four, you're going to have schach. Pasul. And therefore, if you have by Nisarim, it's four, it's going to be posel. Uh, or if you have uh, by Sadinim, it's not after four, it's going to be Pasul. Rashi, Bishlaman Shmuel, Nukme Lahach Plutanami Bishen Bahem Dalit. We'll talk about the cases what? Where you didn't have four. The Kamar Biudashne Nisrim Shil Shloshat Tefahim. Let's say you have two boards, Nisarim of three Tefahim. Okay, so it's between three and four. And Mr. Fin Why? Because according to Yehuda, you can have your whole sukkah of boards between three and four. According to Shemuel, you have no problem. And to that, the Bimir will say, no. These items over here are going to mistaref uh, in the middle of the sukkah for arba'ah. So therefore, we can understand the uh, the case according to Shemuel. Again, let's understand. According to Shemuel, four, everybody says pasu. Where's your mahlogit? Between three and four. Oh, so once, you, once you that's the case, we have to plug it into the b'raita. The b'raita said what? We have nisarim. You have uh, planks. Rabbi Meir said, Rabbi Yudha said, Shnei Nisarin and Mistarfin. You're not Mistarif. Why? Mistarif to Posel. Because according to Rabbi Yudha, you could use these planks throughout the Sukkah. He holds between three and four according to Rabbi Yudha. There was not Mistarif. However, according to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Af Nisarin Kisadinim. And therefore what? If you're going to Mistarif, now, True between three and four is Chach Pasul, according to him. But now we're discussing to posel the Sukkah. If you're going to stop mistarifing these planks, you're going to end up more than four. More than four in the middle of the Sukkah has the ability not only to say Chach Pasul, it's posel the Sukkah. So we have an understanding of the Mahlokar over here. El Alirav, De'amar B'Shiyesh Ben Arba'am Mahlokar. According to Rav, even above four is a Mahlokar. But less than four, everybody says, it's Kishira. So now we want to understand what's the case. If we're talking about planks that are four, what do you got to make Siru for? The Pasul, because everybody holds, uh, once it's four, it's well, actually... One, according to Rabbi Yehuda, right. right? The whole subject, according to, according to Rav, Rabbi Meir holds that once they're four, they're pasul. So it's chach pasul. So why would the Brayta have to say that Rabbi Meir omer af nistarif kesadini, meaning it's mistarif? We're mistarif. It's pasul already. You don't have to mistarif. If it's a plank of four, it's pasul uh, to start off with. Idelet piwarba. Oh. If you're telling me it's less than four, according to Rav, less than four, everybody says, kasher. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's no anyan of siruf. You can make your whole sukkah of these uh, kadim. So what's the case? Really, I'll tell you, it's talking about where you had four. Meaning the plain sobe that we're talking about is four. Also, I have a question. What's the mistarfin? 
So Mustarfin over here. According to according to the Biuda, it's kasher. Right. And according to the Bimir, it's pasul even without siruf. Right. So it's not. I misunderstood the word siruf over here. Umay Mustarfin, Mustarfin le'arba amot min hatzad. It's coming to tell you that it's mitzaref to the law of within four amot to the side of the wall using dofin akuma pirush lashi lashi ledalir amot minatzad de minatzad inschach pasul posel. We know that rule. On the side, you could have schach pasul within four amot. Yisukaz not pasul because of dofin akuma ela bedalir amot. Okay, that's me with him for a month. The bebatsir machi gimili dofer akuma. The kamar biyuda shnen nesarim shel arba arba. Let's say you have two planks that are fortifying each. Vechen sider veolech ad dalen amot. Right, and you went plank plank plank. Right, all the way dalen amot. Em misterfim. You don't have to mistaref them. She'af kula ra'ui l'schach l'schach ben. They didn't think it's a tikra. Which means you don't have to mistaref them. According to the Biyuda when he says, Shnei nisrim em mistarfin, since it's schach kasher. So therefore, you don't mistaref it for Dal Ramot. I don't got to go play with Dal Ramot over here. Why? Schach kasher. It's schach. I don't got to make it walls. But according to the Bimeir, he tells you no. Mistarfin. What do you mean, Mr. Fim? Hey, you, you got to count. You, you better make sure that these planes is, put the put the uh, the the, uh, the measure on. The measure's got to be within four months. So the mitzaref to the shiur of for amot. Good. That's the way Rav will explain the uh, the Ebrayta. Comes the Gemara and says another way of learning. This not harina. We have a, another version. This bright is good according to Shemuel. The Amar b'Sheel b'Hen Arba'a Machloket Abal Yesh Ben Arba'a Devra Kol Pesula May Misterfin Misterfin L'Arba'a Mot Minasad. So according to this version, the Gemara goes out telling it to Shemuel. We got it. Shemuel's good. It's uh, it's talking about where the planks are four and the Hadusha Misterfin is according to the Bimiir. It's Misteref to the four Amot. On the side, not to make no frakuma. El alirav, but according to that, bish la malir bimir. My misterfin, misterfin al baamot minatzad, which is now according to Rav. Let's review how Rav understood the machloket. Rav understood that what less than four, everybody says is okay, and the only machloket is. Four, right? And the Bimi'ir will hold that four is no good. So we can explain the Bimi'ir of the Braitha as four. And the Hadush of Mistaref is also Mistaref Minasad for Dofen Akuma. Mistaref Albamot Minasad. Ela Nabi Yehuda, Damar Afilu Yesh Ben Arba'ak, Kishanam Ayim Mistarfin. Which means, according to Nabi Yehuda, that he says even if it's four, he holds already its Kashir. My in Mistarfin. What does it mean when he says Shnein Nisarin in Mistarfin? Even if it's four, it, it's kasher. What do you tell me in Mistarfin? It comes to Gavran and says, Hey, right. What is it? It's less than four. It's just, uh, it's just a little read. It's like, well, what's the problem? So he says, No, I did the kami to be in Mistarfin. I'm going to be in Mistarfin. You're right. He just used the same Lashon 
when he said in mitzarfin, but it's lavdafka. In mitzarfin, really, it should have said according to Biuda, kasher. You have uh, planks uh, that are that are uh, three each. That's right. It's not mistaref. You're not going to come out to mistaref. Yeah. You just say what kasher. But since the B who the Meir used the lashon mistarfi, so the Biuda also used the lashon of mistarfi. Look at the Rashi. Parallel terminology. Parallel terminology. Okay, very good. That, 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 that's really what it is. Again, again, according to Rav, Rav says above four, Rabbi Yudas says it's kasher. Four more Rabbi Yudas, and Rabbi Yudas says it's kasher. So Rabbi Yudas says, hey, you have uh, these, uh, the Salim over here, in Mr. Fin. In Mr. Fin. If they're four, they kasher the way they are. Less than four, Kotshaken, it's just Kalim Ba'alba. So what do you mean, in Mr. Fin? So explanation is telling me, tell you that uh, it's a uh, borrowed uh, terminology. Okay? Comes the Gemara and says, Tanya Kivateh de Rav, Tanya Kivateh de Shmuel. Okay, we're just going to bring two bright thoughts, one to prove Rav, one to prove Shmuel. Tanya Kivateh de Rav. Sekecha bin Esarim shel Erez. Okay, cedar wood. She'en ben Arba'ah. Less than four devreya kol keshera. Yesh ben arba'a, Rabbi Meir posev, Rabbi Yehuda, Mekshir. Bingo, so you have a clear braita, exactly the way Rav understood the Mahluk Damar Rabbi Yehuda. Ma'aseh b'sha'at sakana. There was a time there was danger with the Goyim making gezerot that the Jewish people cannot sit in Sukkot. She'evi'anu nesarim she'ayu ben arba'a. We brought planks that had four tefahim. V'sichachnu al gabim marpeset. We you know, put it over the porch. And uh, we sat the Yashavnu Tahtein. So you want to bring an ayah? You see what? Uh, the Buddha is trying to prove. Look, uh, we had these plates that were four and uh, we sat under them. Now, wh- wh- why did they bring plates that were four? Because to the Goyim, it looks like a house. So therefore, they didn't think it was a sukkah. So therefore, they uh, they were able to sidestep the Gizera by getting these big planks. But what do you see? They sat in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your proof. In shat the sakana raaya, you can't bring your proof of sakana. The sakana, which means this whole gezera of sitting under a plank is what the midrabanan mishum gezera tikra. If there's sakana, the rabbis wave the gezera. But we're talking about normal times, so you can't bring your proof. Rabbi Yehuda, that they sat under planks doing sakana. I'll tell you, the rabbis waved it. Finished. There's no uh, no raaya. So it comes out, it comes out, there's two ways of understanding this story here. Because the Biyudha will argue and say, no, they waved it. Uh, which is, uh, no, according, according to the Biyudha, he's saying, no, Shatsakana had nothing to do with it. The rabbis would not have waved it if it was Asur. And they have to say it was permissible from the beginning. It happened to me with Shatsakana. But Shatsakana is not the factor over here. Whereas the Biyudha says, no, 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 no. Shatsakana, that's why they were matirid. In any event, Tanya came in Shmuel. We have a bright and I support Shmuel. Sekecha benesarim shel Erez. You use Sekecha of a cedar tree. Sheesh pen arba'ah. Okay. Devreya kol pesula. That's an ayah for Shmuel. En ba'en arba'ah. Less than four bimir. Posev rabi Yehuda. Mekshir umoder bimir. But now we have a hadush. Rabi Meir agrees. Shim yesh benesir le nesir kimlo nesir. If you have uh, planks of four, 
Okay? But between each plank, you have a space the size of a Nesser, meaning four. You put schach. Psal is another way of saying schach. So that good in the yikin. You put schach in between the planks, and it's going to be okay. Now, uh, the question is over here, obviously, what are you talking about? I thought we say that if you have a plank of four in the middle of the sukkah, it's posel. And then he's telling you just go, one for one. Plank, space, schach, you know, plank. Uh, how can this be kasher? So look at Rashi. Even if the plank is four, uh, the Gemara gives a case. I'll tell you the case outside. The Gemara is going to tell you it's a specific case. He was matir. Not every case. The sukkah is eight amot. That is forty-eight tefahim. Six tefahim per amah. So you got forty-eight tefahim. Okay. Now what you did is like this. You started from one corner, the wall, mm-hmm. you put a plank, plank of four, space, four, uh, plank, four, space, four, plank, four. Okay. So you have 20. Five, right? Five there, right? Here we have an eight. Now you leave, leave eight tefahim schach. Then start the same thing from the other side, from the wall. Plank, airspace, Plank, airspace, plank. So now you have 20 tefahim over here on one side, 20 tefahim on the other side, that's 40 tefahim, and 8 tefahim of beautiful skach in the middle. Now the minimum size of a sukkah is 7 by 7 tefahim. Now your middle, you have beautiful 8 by 8, you have, and therefore your skach is going to be kasher in that case. Okay? So the Hamaot has that picture actually. Uh, in um, 76 Okay, that's the way that she says it We'll read it in Nashi now Nashi says that's right. By the middle, you're going to end up having two pesalim adjacent to each other. Mm-hmm. And she just reminds us that until that point, it's within four amot of the walls. You got your dofen akuma working, and therefore your walls reach your middle skak, and therefore it's going to be kasher. So therefore, trivia question comes out. Give me a case according to the Bimei that you could use planks that are going to be uh, four in the middle of the sukkah, technically. Mm-hmm. But the case over here where we said we have Hekshen sukkah in the center, and your dofen akuma is working to get you to the end. Last point, the Gemara says, we agree. The Biuda says, I let you use a Nesir, let's say, of Arba'at, it's not going to possess the Sukkah. However, he comes along and says, but you can't sleep under it. That's she. Even though the Biudah is Mekil, 
let's say when it's less than four, Modeu benesen echad, ubo arbaa shimnatno besuka menasad, shavapishi kesheram menasad, yedofen akuma lo yishan tahtav. Which is obviously this opinion is going like the opinion that's saying that the Bible does really oser uh, even above the Shemuel. According to Shemuel, everybody holds more than Arba is Pasul. So all the Bible does telling you that even though I say that uh, it is kashir uh, in the way that you put it within the wall, meaning you put it by the wall for Amot, so it's kashir in the sense that you can use Dofen Akuma, but Yashin Tahtav, Lo Yatsay the Hobato. But if you slept underneath it, lo yatsa yede chovato. So therefore, it's um, it's going to be asur. The Gemara continues, nineteen lines uh, from the bottom. Itmar, we have a statement. Hafkan al sedehin. We're talking about these boards that we said are fortifahim. Now fortifahim boards, we said. According to Shemuel, everybody holds they are Basul. According to Rav, it's actually a Mahloket. Our discussion in this Gemara is that you now, instead of laying them flat, you put them on their sides. Let's say the sides on the narrow part of the board is three Tifahim. Okay, so now we're talking about you put the four Tifahim boards on their sides. You actually have pictures of that. Um, you would see that, I guess, in your Perush Hai picture 205. Okay, so it says we have a machlok. Ravuna Amar Pesula. Ravuna says it's Pesula. But Ravchazda and Ravaba Ravuna Amre Keshera. That she says, Havkan al Sedehin Nesarim Sheish Ben Arba'a Shesikech Ben Velo Yitil Rehavan Al Asuka Ela Shkivan Al Sidan Shu Pachot Megimal. So she says it's even less than three. So you put the narrow side that's even less than three. Since bottom line, these Nesarim have a name of Psul on them. Which means they become like metal spits. A metal spit, no matter what side you put the metal spit on, it's Psul. Since bottom line, it's a Nesar of four. It has a shame of psul, so any direction you place it, even on the side, is going to be psul. The other rabbi says kashir is because there's no gizrat tikra in this, because the only time you make a gizrat tikra is what? If it's four, because that's the way they roof houses. But if it's less than three, they don't roof houses like that, therefore, not a problem. So again, I'll tell the story now. <clears throat> on the side, the boards on the sides. Mao, Amar lehu pesula. He told him no good. Pesula naasu keshipudim shel matechet. It has the status of iron spits, metal spits, which means a pesul no matter which uh, configuration, no matter how you put them on the sukkah. Amar lehu Ravuna. So Ravuna tells his colleagues. Ravuna tells Rav Hizda and. Uh, Rabbah, he tells him, Lo'amni lechu 
Avre Kevati, didn't I tell you that he's going to go like me? Which is, it seems the rabbis had a conversation before they got to the Nahman. And uh, exactly, they were, they were betting like, so to speak, who is Abdurrahman going to side like? So when they asked Abdurrahman the question, he said the Shippudim are, I mean the Sadadim uh, is Pasul. So Ravuna um, uh, comes along and says, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you he's going to go like me? Because Ravuna is the one that said it is Pasulim. So I'm going to listen to Ravuna. Umi Amar Lan Mor which means, did you give, a, give us a reason why it's Pasul that we didn't accept? Which you just said Pasul, you didn't give us the reason. If you would have given us the reason, maybe you wouldn't have accepted. You just gave us a blanket statement. If you put it on the side, Pasul. And now you're coming along to say, I told you so. Yeah, give us a reason that maybe we would have agreed with you. Did you ask? Did you, did you ask for a reason that they have uh, claims over here? That I didn't tell you? Now we're going to bring a, a, a proof. So comes the and says like this. Let's say you have a sukkah. That's mahazeket keder shover mov shohano. I'm sorry. A small sukkah that cannot even hold the majority of the person's body and a table. Okay, so we're talking about a small sukkah. And let's say we're talking about a sukkah. That let's say there's a breach in one of the walls that a gedi, little goat, is able to penetrate. For example, let's say uh, one of the walls is more than three tefahim off the ground. Mm-hmm. Right, they breached it. So now the animal can go right underneath. And she says she is the kir gedi. Behedya uberevah. Batosh means easily. She could just walk right through the breached wall. Or, or another case, Shinatan Aliya Nesim, Shura Havar Batifahim, or you place, let's say, a board that's on the, in the sukkah, that's for Tifahim, Afalpi Shiloh Tocha Ela Shiloshatifahim, even though you only put three Tifahim of the four Tifahim board in the sukkah, Pesula. The sukkah is Pesula. Now, we want to understand the four tefahim board that you put it in the sukkah, three tefahim's worth. So the Gibraltar Zechi Dameh, what's the case? Must be the case, is how do you get a four tefahim board, three tefahim's worth in? You must put it on the side. Right. And what's the Ibrahita saying? Pesula. So you see over here that what? No matter what side you put a four tefahim board in, even if you put it on the side, it is going to be Pesula. So it's a proof, though. Rav Nachman and Rav Huna that want to say that what indeed it is Pasul. Kabbalah says no, no proof. We're talking about where it was a board of four. You put the board of four on the end of the sukkah, actually at the entrance of the sukkah. We're talking about a sukkah that has three walls. Can imagine a sukkah, three walls, and you have schach covering all the walls, but at the end you have a board of four. Now, three of the tefahim of the board are inside the sukkah, and one tefah protrudes out. Now, that one tefah that protrudes out, there is no, there's no walls. It's nothing, there's no walls on the side of it. Three tefahim go inside, the apik had lebar, and one goes out. So that's what it means when it says, you have a four tefahim board that you put three tefahim in. Meaning three tefahim is in the sukkah, one tefahim is out. Davide psala yoseh in a sukkah. Then we have a rule. Psal, you shouldn't get confused with the word uh, pisul. Psal is kosher skach. 
That's another way of saying psolit gorin veyikiv. That's the residual parts of the, the wheat and the uh, grapes, husks. So they call that psal. Now we have a rule. Psala Normally, we have a rule. That let's say you have a uh, sukkah, okay, you have uh, three walls, okay? Now let's say some schach protrudes over the sides, the side walls, okay? The hidush is that you can even sit under the schach that protrudes over the side walls. Because the psala yosemin sukkah is nidon kesukkah. I think I will discuss that later on in specific cases that sometimes the schach that protrudes is okay. Now, if you're going to employ the, the rule of psala yosemin sukkah here, you'd say, well, that even though the board is uh, four, since you have three inside, three is good. Three inside a sukkah is good. The one that comes out would be considered psala yosemin sukkah. So you would think that what? You should be able to sit in it. But the only problem is this is different. Because this is schach pasul. Because now this schach of a board of four is considered schach pasul. So now it comes out from the law of psala yosemin sukkah. You have a humrah. What's the humrah? That now you're not going to be able to sit in the area, not only are you not going to sit in the area, it's going to sit in the whole sukkah. So this one is as if it is part of the sukkah. If it's part of the sukkah, now you have a board of four. Now you're going to ask me, wait, Rabbi, a board of four on the side is okay. Not in a small sukkah. Because we're talking about over here a mini sukkah that's seven by seven. Because we said it's ma'azek rosho, So it's the minimum sukkah. So the rule is that on a minimum size sukkah, even a board of four on the side is posel. Now you would argue, what do you mean, Rabbi? It's a board of three. No. Psala yosemina sukkah, ni don't piske sukkah. So therefore that one is the don't kiss sukkah, therefore becomes a board of four. So therefore, don't, that bright they never talked about putting it on the sides. That bright was talking about a uh, protrusion. Look at Ashi at the bottom. Ashi says, Afumad de metal de metalta. Etzel? Ruach ribi'i. Shem sham dofen. Right? The fourth wall is opened. Right, you can't play with Dofen Akuma over here. If you had a wall over there, then of course you'd stop playing with your Dofen Akuma. Even though all the border four is not inside, Pasul. Because that's outside, it's considered as if it is inside. If it was you'd be able to sleep on the outer. Because is. But now we're using the rule of Psala Yosemina Sukkah, not the Kuda. We're using the Humrah. That since you consider Psala Yosemina Sukkah, Kisukah, so the fourth Tefa, which is the problem Tefa, is in. Once it's in, so you have four Tefahim and it's in a miniature Sukkah, therefore it's going to be Posel the entire Sukkah. Therefore you have no proof to Rabuna from this Brayta. Amen.